Cannon. What's poppin'? I'm Devin. And I'm Ashanti, and you guys are listening to the late to the late night <laughs> DA show. show. As you can hear, I'm still getting everything, you know, worked out. <laughs> yes. We're gonna come up with a good intro. Yeah. And we're gonna have music and all that good stuff. So just bear with us. It's the first episode. Yay! Congratulations! Yay. Our first episode. We're finally here. Finally here after what oh. almost what two years in the making. I, yeah. I mean, how long have we known each other? Pretty much like two two, two years. years. Yeah, I think we're literally approaching like that two year mark. Um, yeah, yeah. we met. We're definitely approaching the two year mark. We met around like what? Um, well, we met like moving at UNF fall semester fall of semester. twenty. 18. Uh, 2018? Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. 2018. Oof. And so, yeah, we're coming up on that two-year anniversary, but I'm, yeah, so glad that we decided to do this podcast because mm. we always have lots of things to talk about when we're on the phone. So Great things. Spicy. <laughs> good that we can actually save all this juicy content and share it with the world. I know, right? Um, Oof. Oof. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, we're just reminiscing on old memories. Oh gosh, we'll unravel as we go. Oh my gosh, I feel like um, we could write a book on just that first year of us knowing each other. <laughs> that was yes, just crazy. A lot of stories. A lot of stories, but that is, of course, going to be part of content in the near future. Um, but before we get to all the nice Definitely. juicy stuff, I'm just going to introduce myself. My name is Ashanti. I am a senior at the University of North Florida. I am majoring in communications with a minor in sociology. I'm described as chill, laid back. You know, I'm just a girl that, you know, just very chill and, you know, observe things. You know what I'm saying? I'm not with all the extraness, you know, I just sit back with my drink and, you know, just vibe out. Yes. One of the many things I love about you is that you're so chill. Oh, you know, some people, they, they don't like that. They kind of take that chill vibe as like a form of weakness. They think it's like, you know, I I don't know. I guess some people just, I don't know. I guess when you're raised in a certain environment, you always have to be like high energy and all that stuff. So when they see a person, they're around a person who just sit back and chill and it's comfortable with just themselves, they feel some type of way about it. Right, but, and they kind of treat you like a little doormat or something. You know, but when you pop off, then it's a whole nother story. But like I said, you know, <laughs> we're not going to get into that right now. Um, right. But Devin, you know, what about you? Introduce oh, yourself. Yes. Hello, people. I am Devin Freeman. I am also a senior at the University of North Florida with a major in child psychology and minoring in sociology and African-American studies. Ooh, I didn't um, know that. I am, yes, <laughs> Okay. hard. I'm taking many classes. <laughs> so um, I am soon, I'm 20 right now, but I'm soon to be 21 in about a month. Ooh, turn up. 
Yes, and I just can't wait to share my deepest, darkest secrets with everyone I know. So that's great. Um, People would mostly describe me as a very funny, very, uh, I don't know, very silly, um, more, I guess. Humor. I wouldn't say I have a bubbly personality. Yeah, I have. I'm you a can, fan of humor. Yeah. But you can actually take a joke. Yes, uh, I like to spit that's jokes rare all the these time, days. but I do have a very chill personality, which makes me, I think that's where we get along. I do have mm-hmm. some chillness in me, so. But you're actually, and personally, I mean, I feel like you're way more outgoing than I am. You're way more social than me. I'm like, you're, yeah, you're actually, I, I don't know. I, me, I'm like, I'm not going to talk to you at all. I don't care. Like, literally, if you don't say anything right. to me, I'm not can saying. We, can we please talk about first impressions? Oh, my gosh. First impression. <laughs> so, okay. Now you got me really going in the archives my, and, like, trying to dig up. Yes. <laughs> please. Because I remember my first impression of you so vividly because <laughs> I remember on Move-In, um, you're going to learn about these people in the near future. We're going to have to do a whole episode on them. But basically, <laughs> it was, we were in the same room together. We started off as roommates. That's how we met. We're, mm-hmm. we're roommates. And um, basically, when I started moving in, I don't think you were there yet. I think, actually, it started before we were roommates because we talked through oh, uh, yeah. Canvas or whatever they have going on where you could talk to your roommate before you actually move in with them just to see how they are and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, we were talking before then on Instagram because I got your Instagram and we were just DM each other back and forth, like, you know, talking about like uh, bathroom stuff and how we like, you know, roommate preferences <laughs> basically because we thought we were sharing the same bathroom, but turns out we didn't end up sharing the same bathroom. I ended up sharing it with another girl, but basically yeah it started then so at my first first impression of you without even meeting you was that you were very like very chill um very open to anything because i had just came out of a bad roommate uh, like relationship i guess from the previous year so coming into it i was just like oh she's gonna be really chill it's gonna be a good year everything's gonna Mm -hmm. be good then meeting you in person i was just like kind of intimidated because you were kind of like you know (laughs) off i mean you're just you know very chill i don't know how to explain it but very very chill and i was just like oh i don't know if she's gonna like me because i'm kind of like you know cracking jokes here left and right but you know it's all good we're here now yeah (laughs) honestly i remember like around the first time you hit me up because i was actually on vacation in orlando and i remember and i was like who's oh. this person and i'm like i looked at your i ain't gonna lie i was like i need to see who this person is i need to see who this roommate is and i was like i just hope she's black and you were black thank you oh know? yes and i'm just like because i mean don't get me wrong y'all you know i don't have you know i don't i'm not a racist i'm not i don't discriminate but i had just came out of you want to be near the culture exactly you, you know we go to a predominantly black uh white school you know you need to stick to you know stick with your people but my previous roommates beforehand yes um we didn't fall out nothing happened you know we they just moved out and they got an apartment and i just decided to stay in the dorms so i just wanted to have someone you know that i could you know something different because that actually would have been like kind of my first time with like a full year with black roommates and i just want to you know try that out so i see Same. you and i'm like 
oh my gosh, she has like colorful hair. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, I hope she's not that type of person. Like, I, I don't know, oh, like, yes. what, I don't know what type of not person ghetto. I was talking about. Yeah, it was just so much going on. I'm just like, mm, you know, I'm not gonna lie. The first, like, when I see, I'm like, I don't know. But it wasn't like I thought she was gonna be a bad person. It was more like we not going to see eye, eye to eye. Like, you know, so we're going to just be two opposite right, people that just right. won't click. But um, move-in day, like you said, honestly, I'm never around move-in day. It doesn't matter who, who my roommate, all my roommates, I'm never there like that <laughs> first day. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm never there to actually introduce myself and everything. But um, I don't really remember. I think I seen you walk in. It was, but it was just like a high and buy type thing. Um, I remember the, my, oh, you know, the yeah. one who I shared the bathroom with. I remember... Um, her and her family being there, we spoke and everything like that. And, uh, we discussed like getting like the, how we're going to do the bathroom and everything like that, which she kind of took care of. But I was, I mean, I was still like off doing my own thing. I don't think we've actually got to sit down and talk until like a week or two after we had moved in. Like, I don't remember us right, having a conversation. Right. Because you were working at Target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were working at Target and we just... Yeah, I guess we just had different schedules. Yeah, so we would never like be in the room at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, pre as like a little side note, there was four of us. So Shanti shared a bathroom with another girl, and I shared a bathroom with another girl. So mm-hmm. it was four of us all in total. But yeah, I yeah, mean, um, you know, everything started out pretty good. I mean, you know, uh, you know, no, no hard feelings or nothing to anybody else. You know, just you just realize, you know, you just not never. You know, not everyone are meant to be friends, and that's fine. Just because y'all can't be friends doesn't mean there can't be any mutual respect between anybody. You know, you just, Mm -hmm. you know, some things, you know, you kind of say some bad things here and there, but at the end of the day, it's all respect, it's all love. Um, I formed a good friendship out of, you know, that roommate situation. So, and even, I mean, even to this day, you know, I share some good memories, you know, can't. Can't I'll be a liar yeah, if I said it wasn't no good memories there. All of the good and the bad will be shared. Man, that was crazy. Another episode. Year twenty. That is just jam packed with just craziness. Twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen was a crazy year, but like you said, you know, we gonna talk about that later because there's so many things we should we we could talk about with just within that. But let's talk about what's going on right now, currently. Yes, please. So. Well, I don't I don't know even how to get into it because so much. <laughs> <laughs> listen like it's something different every single day it's like one day we're yes. we're talking about black lives matter next day you know we're talking about someone getting found getting hung on like in a yes. tree then we're talking and about statues Elijah guy, Elijah oh my gosh who's what's his name Elijah Mc, McLean yeah I think it's like McCain mm-hmm. I honestly have not even yes. read up on that story because it's Tragic. just everything is so overwhelming right now you know it's like every time i see another name i just like i don't even want to i don't want to hear about it because it's gonna make me more angry and honestly and i mean i think it makes all the difference right now because of social media and everything because before this was just happening and you would hear about it um through i guess like the families families Mm -hmm. like friends upon friends upon friends but not really like of this magnitude of social media where everybody just finds out what happens yep. in like seconds and just spreads throughout the world. And mm-hmm. I think right now it's just like a not, I don't want to say a bandwagon, but it kind of seems that way of a it, bandwagon. It does. Of all this news and 
you just it's it's overwhelming it's very overwhelming i mean Uh, i i think it's just a you know social media is one of those things that's why i have a love-hate relationship with social media i feel like people use social media is more for a personal pleasure than actual you know for the benefit of everyone around them um i feel like a lot of people now you know keep in mind everyone black lives matter has is not a new movement this is nothing this has been on since what 2012 around the time Trayvon Martin was uh, shot by George Zimmerman and even before that people of our you know black people have been standing up for themselves for forever exactly seat at the table so exactly this hashtagable uh phrase technically started you know a little bit before Trayvon Martin and with the Trayvon Martin but the whole idea of that black people should matter and you know white supremacy and you know the just discrimination against a community of people has obviously been going on for forever and we've always been trying to trying to fight you know for Mm -hmm. equality and the thing that i'm just not you know and, and it's not that i feel like you know i do feel like it's a bandwagon a little bit but at the same time i feel like if you're going to be, I guess, saying like, you know, if you're going to be talking about Black Lives Matter and, you know, being, you know, I guess, preaching about it, at least actually understand what it's about. You know, I, a lot of people, they're talking about it, but do they really know what it's about? And then you have the people, the opposers who are saying all lives matter, all lives matter. Well, everyone knows all lives matter. That has never been. Right taken away i it's just a matter of there's just years upon years of history of black people not being treated as you know mm -hmm. a uh important life or like exactly human or just been you know treated as animals and it's just yeah it's just heartbreaking to me that somebody could preach all lives matter when that's just not the case and you know another thing about the uh, if you're gonna say all lives matter it's one thing to talk about race but if we got into the the lgbt community that's a whole nother story within itself too so you know we have like a lot of minority transgenders getting you know hurt you know with hate crimes and everything and they're not getting their respect either so it's like yeah they're getting both ends of the state exactly you can't even say all lives matter you know i get you trying to go against the whole black and white okay well since that's the case is you really because all lives literally means every single body if we're going to be specific like that so why you not including them either why you're not including the 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 poor little kids in custody and like what around about texas by the border who's like caged up like animals separated right. from their families and so what about those lives and i i saw a really i saw a really good meme on instagram i, I don't really want to butcher it but it was like this girl talking about it was like two houses where it was it was trying to explain why all lives matter it's just bull at this point we don't even want to like preach that it's it's black lives matter period anyways um there's two houses one is a burning house and then one is just a regular house that's sitting there and there's this woman on the street preaching all houses matter everything matters all houses matter and then another lady is like but my house is burning and my burning house matters and she's like no all all houses matter and something like that so it, it but just like 
but you wouldn't say all mm-hmm. houses matter. Your house isn't burning exactly. at this current moment. Exactly. We're not trying to preach. We're not trying to say that all lives don't matter. It's just that black lives are literally being taken mm-hmm. as we speak. And there's like nothing happening by to people like who are supposed to be here to serve and protect that's the real mess that's the gag right. of it all i think that's the part people just gag. really don't understand it's like you have these people who are sworn in to serve and protect but we have to fear every time they're within six feet of us every time we get pulled over we, we're we're scared to even get our license of registration when they ask for it exactly. people are getting killed literally for obeying orders is yeah and people don't even grasp that it's like it's it's always an excuse every time something happens it's always oh well he used to be a criminal 20 years ago he got arrested for stealing the pack of candy from the corner store he's a criminal he deserved that he was a thug i don't have any remorse for that it's always like small little things how many times people have to prove people wrong about you know judging a book by its cover like not every black person is the same like oh we my don't gosh have to go through this that is a form of racism in itself oh like, yeah for these white cops looking at every black person like oh i know i can target this group of people you know to reach my quota at the end of the year mm-hmm. and i know i'm gonna get something on them i know i'm gonna get some criminal activity <laughs> because of their you know race and it's just it it's yeah, sickening it just, it's like yeah, what sickening. what can you do it's like it's kind of to where it's like you feel like you can't do anything and but that's the whole point of the protest that's the whole point of the marches and the really the hashtags and everything to raise that awareness and people are still taking it out of context you know now when we get into the looting and we get into the you know the oh, violence yeah. do i agree with it you know, a part of me don't, but at the same time, it's like they ain't listen to the peacefulness. They ain't listen to us right. when we act nicely. They don't. So, really, and they what still else? Hit you when you're down. When you're trying to protest peacefully, they mm-hmm. still get you. So it's really, it's really nothing you could do. So I'm split both ways. The same. Cause, exactly. I mean, looting obviously is bad, but the the only problem I have with it is that. The looting went to black businesses as well. Exactly. Some people were looting uh, black owned businesses. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, we should be supporting the black and, businesses. And you know Why how hard it is to, for a black person to already try to get those loans, try to get this property, try to, you know, exactly. build their way up. Now they've been completely lost. And now we kind of, it's like we moving, but we still setting ourselves back. It's just like, it is no way to win with this situation. And I just, you know, I feel like it, it is some improvements, but you know, at the same time, changing the face of Aunt Jamama on the pancake box really ain't doing too much either. Changing yes. Uncle Ben on the rice yes. box ain't doing nothing either. You know, I get it. Yeah, I didn't think to, about Uncle you know, Ben. Mm-hmm. Uncle ben. <laughs> yeah, like I. Oh my god. I mean, I understand what y'all trying to do, but th- we going back. This going back to the bandwagon and thing. This you knew that was a racial stereotype. You been knew this. How long that that pancake mix yes. been out? How long the the rice been out? And now y'all right. just yeah. now click like, oh, wait, you know, that that's kind of that's low key kind of racist. That's kind of like stereotype in the black household, um, the, the mammy, 
type, you know, persona. Yeah, and I'm thinking with with all of yeah, with all the bandwagon, there that's a double edged sword too. It's just like kind of like uh you're just trying to you're just trying to make us happy at this point because obviously mm-hmm. I, well i didn't know if you know this because you can't really see our faces but yes we are both black <laughs> and um basically um i just got uh, a notification from uh disney um they just posted that uh splash mountain is going to be changing you know their scenery to princess and the frog and as we know princess and the frog uh princess tiana is black of black descent from New Orleans, but hmm. all these things are changing because they're if if they don't if they don't change then oh Disney's canceled exactly because they have all white princesses or if I don't join this protest if I don't protest I'm gonna get canceled so I'm gonna go to the protest uh-huh. or it's like are you genuinely wanting to be a part of the cause or are you just trying to do it just to make somebody happy or make you know, make us happier. I think it's just more doing just trying to not lose money. It's, it's for for a big business, right. for big it's corporate America, it's all about not losing money and not losing customers. It's easier, it's cheaper to put out this little message saying Black Lives Matter and maybe donate a couple hundred thousand to a HBCU right. or to a nonprofit organization that supports black people than simply than not saying anything and potentially losing customers because it looks like they not supportive. Yeah. And I, I was just listening. Yeah, I was just listening to a podcast the other day where he actually had some enlightening news. Um, with everything. Um, basically, all these influencers on Instagram, you know, trying to be a part of the movement, are posting. You know, actually, of course, a lot now. Black Lives Matter. They don't want you to post it unless you have some real news or like real like uh, stories because. People have been flooding this hashtag since it's been out, I guess. But basically, a lot of influencers that want their uh, community to be a part of the movement, they'll put down all of these like lists of pro- uh, you know petitions and all this other stuff, and they'll just walk away. It's just they post it, you have your resources, and they'll just go. There's no, you know, it it doesn't seem genuine. Like it's not. they really, you, it's they not. really want to be a part of the cause. They just want to, you know. Here's your little bone. Here's how you can help. And Half of I'm them probably don't even know the story why. behind Sandra Bland. No. Behind um, no. um, man, I can't. It's so many names, unfortunately. I can't even like. What's the guy? Ahmad Ab- Aubrey. Mm-hmm. George Floyd. Yeah, like George we could go. Unfortunately, we could go all day about it. And they probably can't even really. They probably only story they probably can say is George Floyd because that was probably yeah. since it is the most recent and most talked about one. That's probably the only one they could really sit there. But if we really got into it, right. they probably wouldn't Did be able to say nothing. Did you see that one post? Did you see that one Instagram post where it was like a screenshot of a text of two white girls um, talking about, oh, do we want to? Um, what is it called? Do we want to pregame before the protest? And she's just like, oh, let me find my riot outfit. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, they my gosh. They to Instagram influencers. <sighs> she's like, oh, yeah, let me get my riot outfit. And they posted a picture. They found the girls, obviously. It's not that hard. But 
you know, posted up with their little Black Lives Matter sign. And of course, they're drunk and, you know, <laughs> they instantly took down their Instagram accounts or I don't know if Instagram did. I don't know what happened, but I was like, is this what this has come to? Just like a little, you know, are we going to be before the riot? <laughs> I've seen it where this one girl was pretending like she was fixing the building. Like she literally had someone take a picture of her with like a hammer and a piece of wood posing like she actually fixing the building and then as soon like she no, didn't realize ma'am. somebody was right behind her recording her and as soon as she got done she <laughs> threw that thing now or no she actually gave it back to the construction worker who was standing right next to her like he just looking like uh, okay and just gave it back he, she was like thank you got in her car and drove off and i'm just like come on now people is i'd rather you not say anything than be fake you know, that's yes. the thing about it. I think, you know, it, it's just... <sighs> if you don't know how to be a part of it, then just, you know, get educated. Be silent. Exactly. At least you're that's the best part. educated about it. But just to, you know, for a little... A couple likes. For the sake of not being canceled and for not saying anything, because they love to hide behind that phrase, um, saying nothing is saying something. So they just want to, you know, post their resources and get out your way. <laughs> so they'll hide behind that instead of being like, you know, get behind the saying that being not racist is not enough. You have to be anti-racist. Mm-hmm. You have to be proactive in what you want. If you are an ally and you want to be proactive in, you know, making sure that all lives matter because black lives matter essentially means we're trying to get to that point where we can say that. <laughs> We're we're not even there yet. We like, are a long way. Is like way up here, and Black lives have been but taken you know the thing and ab- discriminated against. It's crazy. The thing about it, I feel like you know, I don't. I unfortunately, and as much as I hate to say, I feel like it'll never get to a point where they will fully understand because. You know, a lot of think a, oh, a lot yeah. of times right right now, like a lot of white people are just sympathizing with us, but they're not empathizing because they would never ever be able right. to feel how we feel on a daily basis with certain things i think the only way we we could get their full support full empathy we would literally have to reverse this thing and make white people become slaves and start yeah, it all honestly, over a whole another 400 years and just you know can you imagine can <laughs> that's you literally imagine? the only way we would be able to completely just be i guess even but the thing is that's not even what we want we don't want that it's no need for that this un- it's no. unnecessary it's honestly it was unnecessary from the beginning honestly racism is just so first of all here i am being the person i am race in all honesty is not even real it's a made-up thing it was all used for monetary purposes back in the day everything is all about if you anything we could think about roots back to money so the form and notion of race is made up it's all it was all for money to begin with now the whole part of people hating each other because of it i don't know where that part got really bad at because it has to be socially constructed because it had to I be mean, race matters so much to people like why do you think they ask you know what are races when you're applying for jobs applying for mm-hmm. school applying for like this, why does it matter what is your race because they know that there are preconceived notions or you know uh, misconceptions that come along with whatever race that you are they already like think they know you or 
you know, think they know something about you just based on your race. Exactly. And yeah, that's just not okay. Poor black kids can't even go to college because of simply because of their name. And they see, yeah, you know, my name is Ashanti. My name Ashanti and you and I'm right next to a Rebecca. Who you think they going to, you know what I'm saying? Like Ashanti is not like a, I wouldn't say it's a ghetto name, but it's not like a, you know, common name. And, you know, usually black people have those unique names. That's just what's so great about us. We're just so unique and we just come up with things, you know what I'm saying? And they just, sometimes they go a little bit too far. uh, You know, yeah, you know, I ain't going to say no examples because, you know, but at the same time, you know. They do go a little too far, I must admit. But at the same time, my name should not determine whether or not I get a job, whether I get an apartment, or just by the sound of my voice. Yeah. My Remember, voice should, should not determine credentials. And right now, it's not even about credentials anymore. It's because, not. You know, with the new wave of social media, and you know, you basically could do if you have a little following where people want to follow you and see what you do really credentials go out the door because you already have where the money is at but you know the thing about not even not even like on like the social media part credentials are hard for black people to get because when you look at it a lot of predominantly black schools don't have the resources and tools as middle class white schools I went to a middle school. I went to a kind of, you know, I went to a black school. Um, it was kind of, you know, low income based in a way. A lot of the kids, you know, we really have nothing. And the resources were so limited and they were still in the process of cutting things. When I turned around and went to high school, predominantly white high school, they had everything. Nothing was getting cut. Yeah, I had, feel the same because I've been to, I don't think I've ever, except UNF. I mean, I've never heard. UNF complain that they don't have any money for something because mm-hmm. I mean it's those donors it they have so they have money coming from everywhere everywhere and the fact that they don't have a football team the money goes into the academics into the people they employ mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff but growing up from like elementary school all the way to high school I've always been at many schools that that's just their upfront motto we don't have the money for this <laughs> or the budget does not <laughs> exactly does not cover this and they're they're quick to say oh it's the school board not giving the money da, da, da. no 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 it ain't just the school board they quit to blame the school board they quit everything. to blame the poor school board i mean yeah in a way yeah i mean it's all connected <laughs> but at the same time no because last time i checked this school on the south side and the school on the north, they still under the same category. They still Duval County Public Schools. So I don't understand. Like, I would, like I'll go to a school in Fernandina Beach, Ponte Vedra. Those kids got nice lunches. They have after-school oh care. Gosh, they have all these sports. Like, I didn't know what lacrosse yes. was until I got to high school. I, the only sports I Me knew either. were Me football either. and basketball because that was the only things that were You got these open. kids running around here saying, oh, I go to, you know, I go to the, sh- I go to shop. Like they, you know, do, they build with like arts and crafts and stuff. And stuff. Like, like yeah. shop class and all this stuff in high school. I'm like, I didn't have these classes. We had a full school, sculpture room. Engineering classes what man we had like a nice sculpture room like the the room was huge we had like real clay and all that stuff turn around i bet you if i went over on the other side of town they didn't have that you know they honestly and 
you know, it's it's so sad. And it's like they wonder why kids go out and, you know, do bad things because they don't have anything to entertain themselves. When it's just, any child, like you leave a four year old with nothing to do, they're going to go and entertain themselves. And it, it doesn't stop just because they get older. I mean, you would think, you know, they get older, they get some more sense. But at the same time, it's like it's so much going on mentally, physically, and emotionally with teenagers and stuff. They're just bound to get into something. It's always good to just keep them busy. And, you know, when I used to, in high school, you know, I asked kids, oh, you know, what you doing later on the day? Oh, I'm going to ballet. Oh, I'm going to soccer practice. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But the other kids, they don't have nothing because nothing is over in that side on that side of town their parents are working late they don't have the form of transport mm-hmm. that's another thing transportation those kids was driving oh, in my high school they were driving range rovers bmws bins Prada like is another world <sighs> those kids had nice nice cars and me honestly i ain't I'm gonna lie that my no huh. what were you saying I was about to say, nah, I pull up in my little 04 Impala. I'm like, you know, <laughs> it's barely, it's, it's barely cranking, I mean, but I'm here. Hey, <laughs> if the car gets you to point A and point B, then it's a good car. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. I'm literally all driving my matters. car till the wheel fall off. It's almost there too. But I'm, I'm literally, exactly. that wheel going to have to be rolling with me oh my God. <laughs> on the side of me until I get a new car. That's why I was going to say that I know the I've seen the effects firsthand of like, you know, comparing me to my cousins, my cousins, when when we were growing up, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't be hanging around uh, or just like one of those kids that would just play outside all day, you know, had all this free time. My mom put you in stuff. Like, if you have anything to do, she'll find something for you to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I was doing ballet. I was doing piano lessons. I was doing, you know, taekwondo. Kind of like how my brother's doing now. Obviously, I quit all that stuff because <laughs> I don't know how to dance to save my <laughs> life. But, um, and then my cousins, they're growing up. They grew up in the country the same as me. But, I mean, it it's different when you're bored, you got nothing to do, then you get into some trouble or you're just doing something that you don't have any business doing. And then it just further further encourages the narrative that, you know, we're troublemakers or, mm-hmm. you know, we're always getting into something. And blah, blah, blah. It's just, for black people, it's just a whole nother thing. It's just, it's a whole nother narrative if a black person is say you know putting some graffiti on a building automatically he's a gang member and things are going (laughs) wrong and he's probably got seven other family members that are doing the exact same thing but if a white person graffitis it's just like oh you know he's just he's never done this before he like he's Johnny going through some things know. his parents has got yeah, a divorce he's just going some things right now <laughs> yeah his parents are divorced oh, they always have to pull that car poor johnny what <laughs> <laughs> like, girl and really like yes, johnny could be head of the mafia we don't know <laughs> but you know he gets off the hook but poor daquan is not suffering. daquan david not daquan <laughs> he, he is in jail or something i'm 
sorry. It's the truth of it all, though. It is the truth of it all. It's just, it's terrible how they just they incarcerate just every black man they see, just wrapping it all around. Just the Black Lives Matter movement is a movement that deserves to be encouraged by all. It's you know, and until you really just sit down and think about it you should not be opposed to or you any person with some type of heart shouldn't be opposed to it you know what i'm saying it's just some people i mean racism is learned is not you know you're not born being racist definitely so you know i think people just need to better you know uh you know teach their kids while they're young you know accept everybody regardless um actually my brothers and sisters they watch uh, nickelodeon I like how Nickelodeon are being, you know, is being really good with this. With keep, you know, constantly putting, um, I guess, commercials about Black Lives Matter, which you know makes sense because Nickelodeon is owned by. I don't know if they're still owned by this. Uh, what is it? I, it starts with a V. I, I I can't remember. They're still owned by that, but regardless, they oh, are in the by, same category. Yeah, I don't know if they're still owned by them, but regardless, they like own. Bit? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. They, but they own BET yeah. as well, so they're like sister channels. So it makes sense why they would be more, oh, you know, okay. accepted to it. But at the same time, it's like you know, I like how they're um they have that and they being more um accepted with Pride. Which, by the way, Pride, you know, I'm so accept you know I accept that too. But you hear how they're uh, saying SpongeBob, he's gay. He came oh, out. My <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's, I, yeah. Yeah. Basically, an Instagram post came out of SpongeBob. You know, if you haven't seen the post, it's basically SpongeBob in the middle of the picture. And there's just, you know, he has this purple, blue, you know, basically rainbow hue around him. And the caption is basically in support, in quotes, support of LGBTQ and Pride Month because, of course, June is Pride Month. Mm -hmm. So it's basically just SpongeBob supporting or being an ally, but apparently it's been twisted and now people are saying SpongeBob (laughs) is gay. And I'm just, I don't necessarily, obviously, have a problem with that, but it's just, I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way because people are just taking the post out of context. Exactly. I mean, you know, it's nothing wrong with if they did say SpongeBob was gay. Okay, power to Nickelodeon and you know the whole cast. You know, we all know SpongeBob is you know a little different, flamboyant. You know, it, he's it, not like a normal character. Far as when it, like he's very just he's just honestly. Here's the thing with cartoons and sexuality. If my three or four year old child is watching a cartoon, I don't expect them to be talking about somebody having a relationship, whether it's gay or straight. It, I personally think that should just be out of cartoons, period. You know, because I can't sit here and say yes. we can't have gay cartoons because then we have the straight. Then it's like, okay, you know, I'm not a supporter, which that's not the truth. So personally, I think it just should be just cartoons should just be what they are, cartoons and no type of love interest right. or anything should not be. You You can have a story without a love interest. It's really hard when you think about it because a lot of them do have it. It just comes down to like, if you're a parent, obviously I would never know what, you know, parent 
think style you have or what you like to talk about with your kids. But I just don't expect parents to be happy with someone else giving their child, uh, you know, or exposing their child to certain conversations that they haven't exposed their children to. Like you wouldn't want a cartoon obviously to be talking about people of the LGBTQ community. If you're not comfortable talking with your kids about that yet and you it's like you can't trust the TV anymore because mm-hmm. they're just going to spit anything to your kids. Or what if they're talking about, um, like, the relationship between um, divorced parents or whatever. Oh, yeah. And you don't feel like talking about that with your kids and you are going through a divorce. <laughs> it, it shouldn't, <laughs> yeah, I, it just shouldn't be that way. Disney Channel should not tell your ch- children before you can. Disney Channel is not the parent you yes. are. You know, the thing oh, is, kids, I mean, you look at Paw Patrol and Caillou, they ain't got love interests, but kids love Paw Patrol and Caillou. Oh, did you hear about Paw Patrol, though? What happened? Oh, They're about- taking Paw Patrol down. Cause they, <laughs> apparently, because because of Chase, the police oh, dog. Oh, my gosh. My brother going to go crazy. They're taking it to that level. They're thinking about taking the whole show off air. Because of a dog portraying a police officer. <laughs> and with everything going on about police brutality. Man, I could see if Chase was around here. No, no, that's that's too much. I can again, see it kind of hits people the wrong way. Because he's a German Shepherd. And those are the usually the dogs that they use for, you know, canines. I mean, but... Sometimes facts, I mean, yeah, that's a good, like, comparison. Because, I mean, those are good canine dogs. But at the same time, I can see a chase around here biting people and, like, yeah, shooting people never, and never. being more aggressive to people than the other dogs. I can see if he was, like, actually doing something bad. But it's literally a children's show. You know, Chase ain't doing that exactly. bad. He's just trying to help. The, he's doing what the police officers are supposed to do. Maybe the police officers, the real life human police officers should look at Chase. Yeah. Take some notes from Chase. I think it's just because right now, everyone's, everyone's against the police. Defund the police. <laughs> Every, just everyone's, you know, putting their guns at the police, ironically. And um, they just don't want a figure like chase on tv you know preaching about you know uh what does he say chase is on the case he's on the case (laughs) Um, basically protecting and serving and then you have real police out here killing black americans so i mean i get both sides but then again it's a tv show it's literally a a baby show it's no, yeah, I, I feel like it's, it's no like harm, harm, no foul. Um, you know, the kids love it. The kids don't know anything about it. That's a sad thing about it. Like, these poor innocent yeah. babies, they are just so blind to all of it. All, like, the, the LGBT stuff, the Black Lives Matter police stuff. And it's just sad because, like, we, we, we adults the ones out here wilding. And they're sitting here looking at us. And it's like, we're so quick to talk about a change. We're so quick to talk about we need this, this, that, that, and change. But at the same time, they see us acting the fool. And it's just being programmed into their mind. And that's just going to continue the cycle. Right. It's no change is going to happen. And like, it's just, it's changed the whole uh, tone in our house, personally. Because I have two brothers. They're young. They're, like, about to turn nine. And they're both, you know, young black boys. And my dad literally had to have the conversation with them 
about how they are viewed in society and what they should expect, you know, growing up and how they're just seen in the world. And it breaks my heart that you have to have a conversation like that with, you know, young black men, because Mm -hmm. it seems like from the day that they are born, they are targeted. Exactly. For, you know, it's just, it's just senseless, violent, senseless, just brutality. And it, yeah, I just, when it hits home like that, it just, how can you really sit still when, you know, Mm-hmm. It's just going on in your own backyard. And for a lot of, you know, white people that, you know, have you know black friends or, you know, are consuming black content or, you know, black owned things. And you still want to stay silent and say nothing during this this time of change. And it's not even like the it's white crazy. people either. Like I have some black friends who won't even say nothing because they don't want to rub anyone the oh wrong my. way. I have some, you I know, mean, no but names. then again, it's kind of like conditioned because if we're speaking out, I mean, can you blame some black people for not speaking out? Because I mean, there's been many times where people have tried to speak out before and nothing has happened. So it's kind of like if you want to try, get denied, try and get denied over and over again. And then suddenly it kind of seems like something is happening, but you don't know. So you're kind of like in this, what is it called? Learned helplessness where you really, you don't kind of want to speak out because you don't want to get denied again. I mean, at the same time, back to normal. if you really do care about it, you're going to keep talking about it. It shouldn't be, you know what I'm saying? That's I mean, true. but I think a lot of time, I mean, there are some, you know, black people who do have some privilege and they have been kind of, I not really necessarily brainwashed, but for the most part, they haven't really experienced some of the things that other black people have. So I think a lot of people, uh, for some black people who have that slight privilege over others, it's more of just having not being able, like being exposed to any racial discrimination or any type of, you know, straight up in their face racism. Because racism, regardless, like it's just program institutionalized, like within them. But I don't think, I think some people, you really have to just like spell it out for them, for them to actually understand it. (laughs) So until some people, like some people who don't, who haven't spoke out, like, for example, going back to my high school, it was a handful of black people there. And the few black people that were there, they were in groups and cliques that were mostly white people, you know. And when you're around some, them type of people all day, every day, they can't really relate to you. You know what I'm saying? What I mean, it's only so much you could really relate with. So you kind of just get sucked in more with what they got going on. And you kind of forget who you are and where you come from. So when you have these type of conversations, I guess they just get uncomfortable and just like, well, I don't really know because as far as I feel, my white friends, they like me. They love me. So I don't even know what they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? But it's like. And if you think about like, you know, black kids that are in, you know, like adopted that are. Yep. Oh, yeah. Families. Like, how do they feel? I mean, they grew up with Caucasian people Mm -hmm. just like how but the thing is that's the part where they have to become educated and realize it's not like we're saying hate white people we just want Mm -hmm. them to understand and for you to understand that that you are at a disadvantage 
within these people and you need to have your voice heard. So, you know, at the same time as you have to just with such situations like this, you're not really looking at the micro level, you know what I'm saying? You're looking at it from the macro, the whole perspective environment. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everyone's situation is different. Everyone, if that was the case, this wouldn't be as big as it is because not everyone has been shot and killed by the police. Now everyone's gotten harassed, you know what I'm saying? But if we were that those type of people and then we just sat there and just on our own time, you know what I'm saying, just so focused on ourselves, nothing, we wouldn't have even gotten this far. I think that's what people need to realize that this is not just about them. Same thing with this COVID-19. It's not just about you. So when you are out in public, please wear your mask. Please stay six feet. Please Please wear your mask. Do your part to not, you know, social distancing. Please just don't, don't treat it like it's just the cold. It's, yeah, the cold. You know, I'm really. There's so many people I catch out here not wearing masks. Me. Touching everything. I'm not even going to lie. I'm, know, I'm being a hypocrite. Oh my! Sean, you have to wear your mask. <laughs> the only time gloves. Look, the only time I wear that thing is when I'm at work, where it is required. It get hot. I can't breathe. This lady came in my line the other day, telling myself, "You know those masks are messing us up. They are." Let me tell y'all, when the white people get mad, they get mad in my line, just holding up the line, just going <laughs> off. I'm just looking at it. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. She's like, "Those masks, they messed up our immune system. You should breathe, honey, breathe." I'm like, "Oh, okay, but ma'am, I gotta help these other." Like she was going off. Like she was like, "Don't make sure you put your mask down a little bit so you could breathe. When you keep it on for too long, it messes up the rest of your body. It messes up your messes oh up your immune system, well, respiratory she's system. Wrong. She's, she's not really wrong. not though. Sis was spitting some facts now, and me being the person that I am, I was low key agreeing with her. But same time, it's like this is such a weird situation. This is nothing. This is something that's never happened before. So I don't know who to believe and who not to believe because the CDC and the the people in charge of all this stuff, they act like they don't know themselves. One minute it was wear masks, ne- next yeah. minute don't wear them. Wear gloves, don't wear them because it doesn't matter. Like I think it's more of or you know the type of mask that you have on. It can't yeah. be like a can't be a cloth mask. Can't be this type of mask. Got to be an air filtration mask. Got to be this. <laughs> like what? It's just like, confusing I, for everyone. And now it's suffering. Not a, We can't even do a lot of the things we used to do. But it's like we they still trying to make it to where we can. And it doesn't work out that way. Like, if they really care, everything should still be shut down. Everything should still be, you know, until things start decreasing. It's like they just opened everything back up and just like, eh, it is what it is. You know, be be careful. It's like, I don't know. It's it's really crazy. But at the same time, I feel like it's just more of, you know, everyone's body is different. Your immune system may be stronger than others. Mm-hmm. So even that, I mean, a lot of people who are walking around with it don't even know. They probably never will know because they're not even trying to go get tested even with the slightest symptoms. So, I mean, yeah. and some people don't have any symptoms at all. So they'll probably never know. And they're just spreading it around, especially when they're not, I guess, wear, supposedly wearing these masks and not touch things but the thing is i work retail people i encounter strangers all day every day people come up with stuff they say they walk around with it for hours at a time talking over breathing over it blah blah blah. get up to the register oh i don't want this anymore what do we do take it put it right on back 
Why? Because it's just so, it's only so much you can really do with a situation like this. It's just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's nothing yeah. you can really do, but just pray that you don't get it. And if you do get it, hope you don't die or at least get super sick. All I'm saying <laughs> is like, don't put, don't put trust in where you're going. Like for them to be, uh, uh, now the new phrase is, is that place COVID friendly? COVID friendly. If you don't put on your gloves and your mask and look out for your own self, it's going to be a problem. Because if you just assume that everything is disinfected, like I walked into Target the other day. I mean, they were disinfecting the uh, the carts and things and, you know, taking precautions. But how long is that going to last? And how long are you going to keep that up? Or, you know, I'm still going to wear my gloves when I'm touching this cart because... You're just taking the I mean, extra necessary steps. I can't talk too much about what's going on at my store. I'm not even going to say exactly who I work for at the moment because I ain't trying to get fired low key. But, you know, it is some people who are working at these places that are positive mm-hmm. and they and it's like, you know, they're not even requiring their team members and you know, their associates to even get tested. So it's like, it's just, everything just getting spread. Everything is bad. I mean, I appreciate the cart wiping and stuff, but to be honest, they only wipe the handles. They don't wipe nothing else. Yeah, yes, the part <laughs> people touch. Yeah. Mm, eh, it still ain't good enough. I mean, and like I said. what is the wipe going to do, honestly, at that point? And they, they reuse the same wipe like 10 times, by the way. So, I mean. Yes, they do. They do not <laughs> throw away the wipe after every one cart. So it's only so much you could do. Um, the good thing is, I um, they wipe down the um, certain stores. They walk, they wipe down the self checkouts like every person. But a lot of them don't even do that anymore. So it's just like <laughs> shop at is your own risk. Part? Is there gonna is it gonna come to a time where we're gonna have cart? You know how like if you put something like in a conveyor belt it'll like sanitize it for you and oh yeah like, sanitizing stations where you just push the cart through and it comes they should. out fully sanitized for your use they oh, should that's my invention nobody take it i just <laughs> came up with it honestly that'd be too much money they'd rather <laughs> pay somebody these couple little dollars an hour than have to invest oh, so many yes. hundreds of thousands of Find a good system, and if it breaks, find somebody to come fix it. It's just too much. It all reverts back to money. And they say time is money, and it looks like we are out of time for today. Yes, we are. I mean, it. we did pretty good. We had lots to talk about. Oh, yeah. This wasn't even, honestly, we could go hours about this conversation. Like, this is, this is not even the tip of the iceberg. This is like... A dab, like a little, you know, a little pick. Yeah, literally <laughs> a little dab of what we usually talk about on a regular basis because we just go into everything. But we, we, I we, hope that you guys enjoyed us ranting about, you know, what do we talk about? Black Lives Matter, SpongeBob being gay, um, freaking Paw Patrol. I don't know. Which, by the just way, SpongeBob is asexual. Everything. For the record, he is a sponge. He is asexual, okay? For real. If anybody was going to be gay, it would have to be Squidward. Squidward. His <laughs> clarinet playing. You know, it, bless his soul, um, him and Squilliam. Oh, yeah. 
the relationship. There. But we could talk about the relationships of SpongeBob. Like that'd be a whole nother episode right there. Yes. The, the oh my gosh. getting into SpongeBob, the the behind the scenes of SpongeBob. <laughs> yes. If you want that, please let us know. If you guys have any suggestions or what our next topic should be, just let us know. Yes. Follow our channel or our page on Instagram. It is yes the what um late night da pod late night da yes she she knows it better than me because as you heard in the beginning i couldn't even say the title right i couldn't even say it yeah <laughs> so yeah and if you guys want to just dm us personally um uh, my ad name is underscore shanti s-h-a-u-n-t-e-a dot underscore um if you want to dm me if you want to dm Devin. Yes, my Instagram is at it's devdev, I-T-S-D-E-V-D-E-V underscore. Um, DM me. Um, I'm also on TikTok, same name. Same name pretty much on everything. Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram. Just catch me on Instagram. I'm, I'm old. I'm too old for all that. I, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I can't keep up with these young folks. Oh, my gosh. Yes. But we uh, hope to come young back. folks, whatever. What? I mean, whatever. you know what I'm saying? I'm getting too old not I, I barely knew what TikTok was. TikTok if honestly it wasn't for you, Snapchat, I, Snapchat, I can't even get into that no more. It'd be too much going on. I didn't know they had a new station on Snapchat now. I just I just send the oh, streaks. I don't even know people do streaks anymore. That's how that's how behind no, I am. People don't do streaks anymore. Streaks wow. are old. They wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do it every morning oh still <laughs> i keep them faithfully that's the only reason why i even still have a snapchat but yeah oh, oh man i'm getting old yeah. for real <laughs> but yeah again send us any suggestions that you have for the next podcast i'm gonna be promoting this on all platforms so hopefully we get lots of suggestions for the next one we definitely have to talk about how we met how we met and all of the things that went on last year we will have to go into our um encounters our first encounters with each other in more detail um on another episode probably next episode we get into more about just us personally um but you know yeah i love this test run yeah it was pretty good yeah hope you guys enjoyed it too so well, we nice. will see you, or not really see you, but hopefully you will we hear will us. see you the next time we upload next time. another podcast. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time on Late Night DA Show. And stay safe. Wear your mask and your gloves. All right? All right. Bye now.